And so if you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to the book of Psalms. <clears throat> Psalm 34, very familiar passage, very familiar psalm, very familiar book. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for presence in this place right now, God. Sense the Holy Spirit in this place right now, Lord. Use this vessel of mine, Lord. Father, speak into the hearts of your people now, Lord. Holy Spirit, we invite you in now. Come into this place. Rest like fire on us so that we can burn to hear a word from you. Thank you now. In Jesus' name. Psalm 34 verse 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be where? In my mouth. My soul will make its boast in the Lord. The humble, the humble will hear it. The humble will hear it and rejoice. Let me see, let me see. The humble will hear it and rejoice. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I want to talk about this morning breaking the cycle of insecurity. Part three, life lessons to learn. Amen. Life lessons to learn. Breaking the cycle of insecurity. Many of us deal with insecurities that causes us not to live up to our true potential. So far in this series, I told you that when you understand and know what your talent is, along with your spiritual gift, and you use it for God's glory, you can break the cycle of insecurity. I told you that when you commit your life, like Daniel, that was the first part to this series, and you will have the confidence to face whatever trials may come your way without feeling inferior. Do I have anybody? You will gain confidence that will cause you to live free from being affected by other people's opinions and thoughts. Amen. So you know that you're free and you were created for a purpose. Oftentimes, the enemy tries to cloud what God is trying to show you because maybe you're not seeing what others see in you. Are you with me? You were created to serve. You were created to give God glory. There's nothing that God has created that will not give him glory. For instance, he says, if you won't cry out, the rocks will cry out in your place. 
come on and help me somebody. He, he says that whatever you do, man's glory is just for a moment. For instance, some of you were young. <laughs> now you're seasoned. I wish I had somebody. And some of you are young and you are at the glory phrase, phase in life right now. You have your full strength. You have your full mind. You, you can get up. You can leap mountains. You can jump off buildings. You, you can do a whole lot of things because you're young and strong. And your glory still exists. But the question is, amen, what happens if your glory is misplaced? You see, you see, not only were you created to give God glory, but as you are being used by God, God gives you the confidence, the character, amen, and the composure that you need in order to understand who you are. But there's one other piece that I want to add to this breaking the cycle, uh, spiritual gift and then, and then understanding God's word and things like that. But the, the next thing on this list of breaking the cycle is worship. It is worship. You were not only created to give God glory, but you were created to worship. You were created to worship. I'll show it to you. Watch this. Ever since Satan rebelled against God, he's been trying to get glory from God. Amen. By taking worship. For instance, for instance, if you look at the average, average person in the world, when we were in the world, we worshiped. We didn't call it a church. We called it a club. Amen. We don't call it a club now. We call it a kickback. I wish I had somebody. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? And we just listening to what? Music, right? Satan who had, the Bible says Satan's, Satan's uh, uh, throat was like well-fine-tuned organ. Where when he sung, people just fell to their feet. Because Satan was created, oh, I wish I had somebody, to worship God. He was the lead worshiper in heaven. And when he saw all the glory that God was getting, he got jealous. And so what he did was he tried to take some of God's glory. How'd that work out for him? I wish I had somebody. You see, you may be saying, well, Pastor, what does worship have to do with my insecurity? Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. You see, here it is. You become like what you worship. I'm going to say it one more time. You become like what you worship. For instance, for instance, if you, if, if you last week I told you about mute idols, if you worship your car, cash, commodities, creature comforts, then that's where you'll find, watch this, your confidence. I find confidence in the way I dress. 
I find confidence in the car I drive. Watch this. That makes me feel like, you know what, I'm a man now. Or I'm a woman now. Now that I've climbed the corporate ladder, now that I'm making that money, now that I've opened that business, that what whatever you worship is what you become. And watch this. This is why a lot of people get disappointed because when they lose the job. Come on, somebody. Come on. So y'all remember when Enron crashed? Anybody remember that? How many people took their lives because not only were they scamming, but they had lost everything that they were what? Worshipping. God wants to give you cash, cars, commodities, and creature comforts, but he wants you to use it for his glory. He does not want you to worship it. What he does is he wants you, amen, to, to, to say, listen, I know where it came from, but I'm going to worship the one who gave it, not worship the thing that was given. Are you with me? Let, let me show you. Let me show you. Let me show you. Satan knows this very well. Watch this. When Satan approached God about Job, he said, listen, 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 listen. If I take all his stuff, if you remove the hedge of protection from around him, and I touch all that he has. Listen, he's worshiping you now. Woo, Lord have mercy. He's got confidence now. Listen, he's living large now. Watch this. But if I take everything that he has, he's going to curse you to your face. But the one thing you got to know about Satan, he's not omnipresent. And he's not omniscient. And what he did not know, he did not know Job's heart. The Bible says that God says, okay, take it, touch it. In one day, he lost everything. He lost everything that he loved, including, including everything, this money, his honey. His he didn't lose his honey, but he lost his kids. He lost his cash. He lost his ability to survive. And the Bible says that when Job lost everything, he's a confident man. Listen, I want to say this. A confident man knows this. I don't need a gold chain to make me feel good. I don't need money, watch this, for you to appreciate me. I know who I am as a man. Amen. I know, and here's what, here's what I know. I know my character. I know I got a word. I know my yes is yes. I know my no is no. I know that if I speak, I speak with love. Are you with me? Job lost everything in one day. And the Bible says, the Bible says this. It says, and after he lost everything, he did what? He fell to the ground. And what did he do, y'all? He worshiped. And I'm, I'm, I started, the Lord started showing me. Here's what he started showing me. Your confidence, if you're going to overcome insecurity within yourself, you have to stop worshiping you. And you have to start worshiping him. And if you start worshiping him, then you have value now. Why? Because you understand, here's what you understand, that, listen, I'm just here for a brief moment. And everything I have, God has given it to me. The Bible says he fell to the ground and he worshiped God. 
And somebody here, I want to tell you, it's time for you to change your worship. It's time for you to change how you worship. Come on and help me. David, David found himself in a situation. David is on the run. And, and David now finds himself hiding out in the Philistines' camp. David went to Philistine and here he comes before Abimelech and he's pretending, this psalm is written at a time when he was pretending to be crazy. Because, watch this, because if he did not, they would have taken his life. And here he is, he's acting crazy, he's pretending to be mad, so they drove him away. Here's a man who was a poor anointed king, but yet not appointed king. Some of you have the anointing, but you're not waiting long enough for the appointing. God says, I've anointed you to do something. But you got to wait till, watch this, till I orchestrate things to put you in the place where I need you, watch this, so that you can operate, watch this, with the anointing in the place where you will find comfort and confidence. Are you with me? Paul, David is on the, Saul is running, is chasing after him. And, and, and I can look at this psalm and I realize something that even though David is on the run, right after this, he runs into a cave. And when he runs into this cave, I'm trying to help somebody. Watch this. He runs into this cave. You got to read this in 1 Samuel. When he runs into the cave, who does he encounter in the cave? The Bible says there were men in there who were distressed, depressed, in debt. Okay. You're running from one situation. Come on, somebody. And then you run into a situation that's worse than the last situation you were in because who you hang around with while you're going through your insecurities will affect how you view yourself. David then runs into the cave and here he is surrounded by all of these misfits and here he comes, he has to be an encourager to them. That's the context. And we get to the first point. As he, as he, as he runs into the cave, the question I have for you is how can you do how, how can you do what you do if you don't feel like you're confident enough to do it? And then where do you find the confidence? You know how many insecure people we have? And I'm, I'm serious. There's some, that w that we are born with a lot of insecurities. And as much as we want to put up a front, Come on, somebody. We lack in some areas, but if you were to bring those areas before God, and if you were to worship God and watch us and trust and believe that God can pull those things out of you and make you into the person that he wants you to be, I believe that if you let God make you over, he'll do it. How long will you battle with the feeling of insecurity? How long will you battle with the feeling of insignificance? How long will you chase things that will only be temporary? Are you with me? Worship 
is your worship. Amen. Worship means you are not number one. <laughs> but God is number one. According to the Westminster Catechism, it says the chief worship is, listen to this, the chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. The New Testament word for worship, it's often translated as serve. The word tends to emphasize that worship as a service to God. Hallelujah. On the part of the worshiper. God must get something, listen to me real good, out of your worship. I'm going to say it one more time. God must get something out of our worship as we minister to him and serve him. So how do we do that? How do we overcome the insecurities? What lessons can we learn? Well, let's look at it. David now, I told you he's surrounded by, and here he is, he's, he's talking to these men, and, but, but, but he has an audience. And, and what better way to build up some people who are depressed, in debt, downcast, uh, rejected, and then hiding in a cave. Can I ask you a question? When you ran into that cave, what did you find there? When you hid yourself, come on somebody, when you ran away and when you said, I ain't fooling with them people no more, I'm going to run away from this situation. When you ran from this situation or that situation, what did you run into? And here's the thing, if you don't surround yourself with the right people, and if you don't really understand that your, your one, one goal in life is to stop worrying about what everybody thinks about you, and start coming into worship saying, God, I'm going to lift my hands to you and I'm going to serve you because serving you is the best thing I can do with my life. Do I have anybody? And you don't want to wait till you're old and broke down. Amen. But God will use your old broke downness, you know. He, he knows how to Hey, he knows how to take that stuff and he'll put a little stuff on that and he'll, he'll keep you going for a little while. I wish I had somebody. But I'd rather do it while I got my full strength. I'd rather praise him while, 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 while I'm still young and I still have strength in my body and full faculty of my mind. Are you with me? David, David said, David said, uh, verse 1, he says, I will bless the Lord. So how do we overcome? How do we, how do we break the cycle? Of insecurity. He says, I will bless the Lord what time? At all, at all times. At all times. Watch this. The word bless here means to bend your knees. That's what it means. It means to what? It means to See, if you're going to worship, you've got to understand something. You can't be higher than God. You got to get low enough. The picture is as a dog eating out of the master's hands. That's the picture of worship. 
It, it's, it's, it's you saying, God, listen, I'm not above you. I'm beneath you. But, but I am your servant, and that's where I need to be. But, but watch it. David tell, told those guys in the cave. Let's keep the context here. He says, I will bless the Lord. Listen, I don't know about you, but I'm on the run. I just had to act like a crazy man, and now look what I ran into. <laughs> what do you do when you run into bad situations, right? We cuss. We get disappointed. We do all kinds of stuff. But here's the thing. David said, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. He says, I will bless the Lord, what? At all times. So the first thing you got to learn, lessons. You ready? Learn to worship him in the good and bad times. Learn to worship God when it's good and even when it's bad. Listen, when it's good, it's easy to raise your hands, y'all. But I've seen people come into the presence of God. Watch this. And I've watched them. Come on, somebody. I've watched them keep their heads down while the word is being preached, while the worship is going on. Listen, when it's good, don't just be a when it's good person kind of worshiper. He says, I will bless the Lord, what? At all times. Listen, God hasn't changed. Listen, did your attitude about God changed when you lost everything? Come here, Job. Did, did your attitude, see, I, I, I watch, I pay attention to worshipers. And I, I see inconsistencies sometimes. Sometimes I see worshipers come in and they're, whoo, something going on. I say, yep, that must have been a long night or something. I mean, I'm just playing. Must have been something good happened this week. Amen. Then you see sometimes people come in their life, the whole service. But my question to you is this. Do we just worship God when things are good? Do we not worship God when things are bad? Matter of fact, when things are bad, that's when you should be your loudest. Because you have a shout in your soul that, that is telling you something. That you understand that the God you serve, come on somebody, he's not a sometime-ish kind of God. He's not sometime-ish. He doesn't show up every now and then. He shows up at all times. David said in my, in my despair, I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. Listen, with your knees bended, will you keep relying on him? You see, the God we serve, saints, wants us to understand that life is full of swift, transitions. You can be standing today and on your back tomorrow. You could be running today and you could be walking the next hour. But David says we got to make up in our mind my insecurities and my insecurities are not going to come, watch this, just when things are good. My, my security is not going to come just when things are good. My insecurities are not going to come when things are bad. No, I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. So I got to learn to worship him in the good times and in the bad times. It's in the bad times is when you get to really see what type of worshiper you are. Can I ask you a question? What type of worshiper are you? He says, I will bless the Lord at all times. He says next, he says, his praise, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. David understood something. 
I want you to write this point down. Ready? Learn to worship him by consistently watching the words you use from your mouth in the good times and in the bad times. You know what? I believe the reason why many of us are insecure is because of the way we speak. And watch this. And the way we speak about God and the way we speak about our experience with God, come on somebody, watch this. He says he will bend his knees, but he's going to watch over his mouth. Worship involves the whole person. When you learn to praise God, not with your emotion, but with your words that come out of your mouth, watch this, there will be an awareness, an acknowledgement that God is present. Can I tell you something? Worship is a builder. Words is a builder. And here's the thing. You can keep saying, I'm no good. I'm nothing. I'm never going to be nothing. I've always been like this. I've been handed these cards. Life is always going to be like this. It's always going to be bad. You could keep talking about that, but David says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise, listen, if you're more interested in praising God, then you have less time, watch it, to praise yourself and to talk down on yourself and in your situation. Pastor, you don't understand. For instance, when Satan, watch this, when Satan wants, Satan wants worship. He wants worship. And so what he does, amen, he orchestrates situations. He puts you in places, watch this, where you can start talking negative about it. And that's when he gets worship. Everything, the, everything with Satan is the opposite. Watch this, when, watch this. What you listen to affects your heart. I, I, are you with me? So, so you're mad, and you're going to put on Tupac. I, I, don't, I ain't hating on Tupac now. Amen. All eyes on me. You know what I mean? You know, I, you, you know, Hail Mary, uh, you know, all the, you know, you, you, you mad. But, 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 but listen, listen, rather than praising God, Rather than saying, listen, this seems, this seems fictional, but, but it's fact. Here's what I know. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be where? Listen, if, if his praise is in my mouth, I ain't got time to talk foolishness. If, if his praise is in my mouth, I ain't got time to cuss. If his praise is in my mouth, I ain't got time to talk down on anybody or myself. If, if, if praise is in my mouth, I know something. Here's what I know. I, I'm, I'm breaking down those insecurities. I'm breaking down those negativities. I'm breaking down those carnalities. Why? Because I keep saying, Lord, I love you, God. Lord, I don't understand what's going on right now, but I will praise you with my lips, but with my words, God. I'm not going to be iffy. I'm not going to be sometimey, but I'm going to be consistent. He's Notice, if you look at these two, ver two verses, he says all times, and he says continually. So there's something about this. There's something about praise that David understood that worship and praise does something. Can I tell you something? Worship is like allergies to the devil. You, listen, if you start worshiping him, if you start praising him, 
he's got to go. <laughs> See, Satan can't stay around when you make up in your mind that your mouth is not going to speak. Come on, somebody. Negative about your situation. Listen, listen. Life will always look the way you speak it. I wish I had you. Worship should be an emotional, intellectual, volitional, and moral response to God. Listen to this. Worship is a face-to-face -face involvement <laughs> with the living God. Based on your regeneration, based on, your, on the prompting of the Holy Spirit, based on the revelation that you get from the Word of God. David says, when you worship, it ought to stir up your emotion. As a result, the activity is going to be, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I wish I had somebody who understand what I'm talking about. Listen, I believe that if you put your focus on God and take it off of what you don't have, God will deliver you from all of those insecurities and you can walk with your head up, with your eyes focused on the cross. Look at this, look at this, look at this. Look what he says. He says, he says in the next verse, he says in the next verse, look what he says, verse 2. He says, my soul. Notice, it involves what? The whole man. He says his knees, his lips. And then he says what? His soul. I, 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 I'm a soul, brother. <laughs> I, I'm saying, I'm saying, my soul will make, this is a very important point here, my soul will make its boast where? May I ask you? Write this down. Learn to worship him. The next point. By bragging about him. We're so quiet about God. Don't wait to just come to church to brag. People boast to feel secure. Watch this. Watch this. This is what the Lord showed me. They boast about what they have accomplished what they have achieved about their success, for instance, right? I did this. I, I did, did the fourth quarter. I made a million dollars. You know, just, you know, they just brag about, you know, my portfolio is very big, you know. You know, <laughs> you know they brag. Oh, yeah, I got a beach house in Florida, you know, just, you know, I'm go, I'm going on the yacht today, you know. Listen to me, y'all. Listen to me. Listen to me. David is in a cave with some broke people. <laughs> Bragging about who? His God. Come on, man. When you take everything you have, if all you have is God, you got everything. Watch, watch it. Watch it. Watch it. You're bragging about him. Watch this. Proves that you have no insecurity issues. Yeah. 
You're bragging about, but you can't brag about a person you don't know. You can't brag about someone you don't have an intimate relationship with. You, you can't brag about what he can do. You have people, I have people come, I, I know reproduce stuff. I know learn behavior in church. Amen. That ain't no real amen. That's a borrowed amen. Come on, somebody. That ain't no real brag. You know why? You borrowed that from your neighbor because you haven't been through nothing yet to understand what God can do. But when you start bragging, I was watching Floyd Mayweather, three-hour documentary. I love boxing. I just love boxing, okay? I'm infatuated with boxing, you know? And, 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 and Floyd, at the beginning, they showed his, his beginning career. Floyd Mayweather, that is. When he, whenever he won a fight, he would say, I want, first I want to thank God for this win because without God, I wouldn't have been here. That's amateurs. Go up to the profession. I want to thank God for this and thank God for the, first of all, I want to thank God. Move from, move from the amateurs, right? Move on up, professional. Olympics. He lost the Olympics. I want to thank God that in spite of, then he went pro. I want to thank God two years in. After that, three hours in the documentary, you ain't heard nothing about God. See, we brag about him until we get to where we're going. That's why it takes us so long to get where we're going because God knows you ain't going to brag about him. He knows your heart. He knows about you. He knows about me. He knows he's not going to get no glory if he puts you on top because he knows you're going to take it. Now, it's not, thank God, it's money made with him. And he worships money. He's got 39 cars in a garage that he can only drive one at a time. One. I'm going to say it one more time. He can only drive one. You got a Bugatti. You got this. You got a Rolls Royce. You can only drive one. And with all your money, you can't drive two at a time? There's certain things that money can't buy. You with me? But watch this. People brag about themselves. That's what this life is about, y'all. You boast. If your boast is bringing him glory, then your boast is not just lip service. It's soul service. Your boast, watch this, your boast makes you confident when you start bragging about God. It was God that brought me here. It was God. Don't let them, don't let them, oh, he always saying God, God. He, you being a hater now. But I got something for that. Hold on, hold on right there. I got something for that right there. Watch this. And, and I'll tell you how to discern who's for you. You with me? Watch this. He always talking about God. She always talking about God, this, God, that. I got one minute. Watch this. Watch what he said. Watch what he said. Watch what he said. Watch what he said. He said, he said, he said, look what he's, look at the second part of verse two now. He says what? He said, the humble. Well, what? Hear what? Your boast. And what? And what? Oh, so that's why you can't rejoice with me because you're a hater. 
You're not humble, you're prideful. As a matter of fact, you're insecure in yourself. You're sometimey. Because when I brag, you think I'm talking about me. But I ain't talking about me. When I brag, the humble will say, hallelujah. That's how you know who's for you. So when you say God and they start talking all that hate stuff, you ain't humble. You move around. The humble will understand your bragging. The humble, I'm an humble person. I, I, I'm humble. No, you're not humble. You're not humble. Because when I'm bragging, you think I'm bragging. Look at, look at him. Look at him. Look at him talking about himself again. Look at him always talking. But no, I ain't talking about me. I'm talking about God. I'm so scared to talk about that building down the street. But when I, when I did this, when I, when I put this together, I'm going to brag about what God has done for the Vision Church in 16 years. Yes, he's going to allow us to work two campuses. Yes, he's going to send people. Yes, life is going to change. Yes, people are going to prosper. Because we're bragging on God. And if you're sitting on the sideline being a critic, then you're not humble. Watch this. Watch this. The wicked will think you're bragging, but God, watch this, but you, but watch this, but God will put the humble around you to rejoice with you. Not everyone's going to understand your praise. Matter of fact, not everyone's going to understand your praise. Not everyone's going to understand your words of worship. Not everyone's going to understand you. They're going to misunderstand you. Watch this. People who rejoice when you praise and worship and give God glory are the humble ones. So you're not looking for the spotlight. God has given you the spotlight. And when he gives you the spotlight, you've got to say, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. God, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing it big for you. Come on, man. I wish some Christians would stand up and just, just start. Come on, man. Listen, stop bragging about what God. Listen, he done brought you a mighty long way. He done picked you up. He done turned you around. Come on and start bragging on the God that we serve. And I'm not going to be mad at you. I'm going to rejoice with you. You know why? Because I want to see you prosper. I want to see you win. Because when you win, we win. I don't want to be the only one winning. The pastor's the only one pulling up in the Rolls Royce. And then you mad. What you mad about? Get in on this. Get in on this. I said, get in on this because you don't know what I went through to get there. Worship him. Praise him. Magnify him. Glorify him. Hey, verse 3 says, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Did I give you the last point? I didn't give you a point before that, did I? Learn to worship him by being a witness for him. Your witness is your worship. And lastly, learn to worship him with people who have the same agenda. Stop hanging around with people who are not heading in the same direction as you. Let me tell you about haters. Haters are silent. 
He said, what? Haters are silent. They're going to hate silently on you. But their agenda is never to see you go further. He says, oh, magnify. May I say this to you as I close? When you surround yourself with like-minded people, you won't feel insecure. You know why? Because you have the same agenda. When you hang around people who have the same agenda as you, watch this, and that is to glorify God, and that is to give God praise, the humble, I'm talking about surround yourself with humble people, and y'all will rejoice together. One of the show's most popular shows in the past was a show called Cheers, based in Boston. The show was centered around folks hanging out at a bar. Now, people don't just go to bars to drink. They, they can drink at home. People go to bars to drink in an environment of encouragement. See? In fact, they have a name for it. It's called Happy Hour. It's, it's designed where you get drinks at half price, but it's actually designed to create an environment where you can encourage. Oh, I wish I had somebody. One, one another. The, the establishment figured out that people are not receiving happiness from their jobs, from their homes. Come on, somebody. So they created an atmosphere where they would receive temporary happiness. But when you come into the kingdom and you surround yourself with people who can say, oh, magnify the Lord with me, you can encourage one another to say, brother or sister, you're going to make it. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I want to encourage you to magnify the Lord and praise his holy name together. For we are overcoming our insecurities. Give God a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your word.